0: If you weren't hot and bothered about it enough um, when it happened to get yourself together and file a lawsuit, what was it exactly what? If you filed the lawsuit December 1st, what was it that happened on November 30th that made you say, Tomorrow I'm going to court? Like, I'm just so curious.
1: This is the plaintiff, Martin. He says the defendant stole his designer sunglasses and his look. That's right. The defendant wanted to be so much like him he took his sunglasses and now refuses to return them. He's suing for $525. The cost of the glasses. This is the defendant, Ruben Julian Gonzalez. He says he doesn't have this guy's sunglasses and he doesn't want to steal his look. Thank you very much. The plaintiff is confused. He left them in someone else's bag and for some reason doesn't want to accept the reality of the situation. He's accused of trying to impersonate a former friend. All parties. Please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Million in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
0: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, you are suing Mr. Gonzalez uh, for $525, the cost of designer sunglasses that you say he lost that belonged to you. Tell me what happened.
2: Um, So Ruben and I met through a mutual friend on a road trip to San Francisco. Um, He and the mutual friend are next-door neighbors, and we... Oops. That's okay. The plan plan was just to go to San Francisco, have a great time, Um, and we did. Um, we had gone to a day party and the party just kind of went on and it got dark and I wasn't wearing, I didn't have a case and I just wasn't, couldn't carry my sunglasses and I knew what they cost. So I wanted to put them in a safe place. So, um, I had asked Ruben if he can hold them for me and he kindly did. And so then- Now how
0: come he had, wait, wait, hold on. What did he have to hold them in?
2: He had like a a pouch or some kind of uh, a fanny pack or some- Something. So you just a, you were throwing container. the uh,
0: glasses in there without any protection, like they didn't have a case or anything?
2: I did not carry a case with me.
0: I do that all I, the time. I do that all the time, yeah. but I I, 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 not with five hundred dollars sunglasses. I don't. But
2: I didn't have the foresight to pack a case. Plus, I was, I just didn't have the pocket for it. You guys um, were there
0: for uh, the festival, right? You were there for the Gay Pride Festival. Yes. So it's a big party weekend, and um, mm-hmm. did. Was this the first time you, you, you didn't know Mr. Gonzalez before the trip, right? No. Mm-mm. But you guys had a no. great time. Everybody's you're hanging out. You figured you were going to be um, hanging out with him uh, when you all got back home too. where is home?
2: Los Angeles.
0: Los Angeles. Okay. So tell me what happens.
2: So you hand them um, to
0: him. He puts them in his him bag. I hand them to
2: him. He puts them in his bag. Um, the party's over. We go back to the hotel room. I forget that he has them. We have a great night. We go out you know, continue the night. I have a flight in the morning to get back to work on Monday. They drove back down to LA. So towards the end of the night, we were in adjoining room, Well, not, our rooms were adjacent to each other. This was down the hall. Um, I remember that he had them. So at the end of the night, when I'm saying goodbye, because I had to go to bed, because I had to catch up a, a very early flight. Um, I said, Hey, you have my sunglasses. Can I get them from you? And he was like, they're down the hall. Don't worry. I'll see you at some other point, I just had a great time with Why him. Why would you just he... follow
0: him down the hall and get because it done I'm... and take the glasses back?
2: Because I didn't want to make a thing out of it, and it was—it's not it a was thing. Not it's a like, good...
0: no, no, let's say you know, I'll forget later. I want to wear them tomorrow, and then just walk down and get them because they're thrown now in I a, know. You know, they're not even covered. I know, but it's like crazy. Anyway, so that's what you guys decide, and then you get back to LA, mm-hmm. and what happens?
2: Um, I ask him to take him to our friend Derek's house. Where, because Derek is our mutual friend, and I see Derek more often than I would see them. Um, so then, from what I understand, Ruben had given them to Derek, set them on the counter. And then on some other day, Ruben was over at Derek's, and he picks them back up from the counter and wears them out. At this point...
0: Is that accurate, Mr. Never... Gonzalez? Did you take them and uh, off the counter and wear them out?
3: I don't know what this is. Yeah, No. He'll I yeah, no. yeah. I'll just no, that's not. no.
0: Okay. what happened?
3: So from the beginning in San Francisco, we were partying in my and my husband's hotel room. And I don't even know if those glasses ever made it out. I think they were they were just left in the hotel room. And then the next morning or the next day, I, I either text him or he texts me the the glasses are in the hotel room. And so I just said, okay, I'll bring them back to you to l a. They got to Derek's house, and then from that point, I don't know what happened to those glasses. So he kept so on texting you, me, like, you So according to you, you left the glasses. glasses
0: at Derek's house. You, according yeah, to you, you of left the one glasses of his little at little house. Exactly. And you never took them again? No. Um, do you have texts to prove otherwise?
2: I do. I do. I made contact with Ruben, and he says he would replace them. He just needed time to. Um, and I asked him how much time, and he said, I don't know. I, I'll, I just, I will get it to you. And he just never did. Because I felt
3: bad. Through. You know, I felt bad that I had transported the glasses over, and then Why would you feel lost. bad?
0: If you gave them to Derek, Derek should feel bad. Why would I you know, feel but bad?
3: Because I didn't know this guy. I, Why would I, would I you met this guy one time. Yeah,
0: but hold on a second. If you had left them at Derek's and never taken them again, there would be no reason um, I, for yeah, you to feel you're bad. Right. So he, I see mm-hmm. him texting, me, texting you saying, did my glasses show up? No, we can ransack my apartment when you're over. Why would you say we can ransack my apartment when you're over?
3: Because he was texting me, where are my glasses? You know, and I felt bad. I, I just felt bad. So I, you know, just being friendly. Not, I I'm was not like, buying it. I'm not buying
0: it. Mr. Gonzalez, I'm not buying it. That's crazy. Derek had mentioned that you okay. offered to replace them, which I appreciate that some grown woman, blank, hopefully this come out of the closet. What were you... Okay, what did that uh, mean?
2: I was referring to the sunglasses as, as an object. Oh, the sunglasses.
0: Stuffy. Okay, sorry.
2: Okay, and I was just being a little cheeky with a closet and just rent ran, yes.
3: ran rent. Now it.
0: all this is in 2018. I can't help but notice it's 2021, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious what um, you had never sued about this before. Um, so what propelled you to finally file a lawsuit?
2: I just, I really wanted to. Hold him accountable. He said he would replace them. I he. It, I, he yeah, said but what he took you so time. long? Offered, that's what
0: I'm asking. What? I, that's what I'm Finally asking. Just got like, the guts you didn't even file it. until. Are you? I I understand procrastination. Well, I don't, but I've seen procrastination in <laughs> others, and I get that. What I'm uh, what I'm like, I just always wonder it when I'm trying to analyze the anatomy of a lawsuit. Like what, if you weren't hot and bothered about it enough, um, when it happened to get yourself together and file a lawsuit what was it exactly what if you filed the lawsuit december 1st what was it that happened on november 30th that made you say tomorrow i'm going to court like i'm just so curious it has not you were within the statute of limitations by the hair of your chinny chin chin the only reason you're within the statute of limitations is because california extended it for six months during covid so you're within the statute of limitations you're not out of gas because you waited too long I'm just curious, what has you doing nothing for two and a half years and then doing something at the last minute? What happened? What did you read? What did you see on Facebook? What happened? What did he do to make you angry and make you think, you know what? He's got to pay. What?
2: I had just been thinking about it since our conversation that I wanted them back. He said he would, and then I unfortunately have photos, yeah. For two and a half years,
0: and you didn't file? For two and a half years? And you, Mr. Yeah. Gonzalez, here's the thing. You know, I, I get your, you know, your feeling on this, Mr. Gonzalez. Like, they're not my glasses. Why did this happen? But if you uh, make yourself responsible for something mm-hmm. by being a nice guy and saying, yes, I will take your $500 something, you know, you have to give it the care that you're supposed to it, to me when you say i left it at Derek's and i'm done i don't know how that can possibly jive with your text that i'm looking at I, maybe you didn't think he'd still have the text but i'm looking at your text no, where I'm, you say let's ransack my place and look for it
3: well because i you know i wanted to make like i wanted to build this friendship so i kind of felt like okay you know we well, not too much. If you my, really wanted to build well, it when yeah, you said, I mean, I'll
0: replace your glasses, you would have replaced the glasses.
3: Well, yeah, but with time, I, like, I thought about it and I spoke to my husband about it and we were like, it's not, you know, I get it's not my responsibility. And, you know, so it's my fault for saying I would pay for them, honestly.
0: No, it's your fault for saying, for taking them again, because I think you took them again. That's the only explanation for why after leaving them at Derek's, which we know you did, mm-hmm. because Derek confirmed he had him. You would mm-hmm. then be saying sometime later, uh, Oh, I gotta ransack my house. I think you did take them again. So my question to you is, are you trying to steal his look?
3: No. <laughs> God, no. Do I mean come on?
0: <laughs> well then why'd you take the glasses again? So yes, I that's why you gotta I, pay I, for them. Right. And I would depreciate right. it, but but I can't depreciate it even. Because he had just bought him for this trip. You would just bought mm. him right before this trip. So I'm going to award the plaintiff the amount he's asking for and order you to pay it $525. Verdict for the plaintiff.
3: Congratulations.
4: Well, the judge orders the defendant to give the plaintiff $525 for those sunglasses that he said he'd take care of. Mr. Gonzalez, what do you think about that? You okay with it?
3: Yeah, I'm just happy I don't have to deal with uh, this man that needs the attention, obviously.
4: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Have you learned anything from this? I mean, when you take something and of somebody else's and say you'll you'll take care of it for him, you see it puts you on the hook for it. And that's why you mm-hmm. are to pay, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: All right, mm-hmm. well, good luck to you, okay? All right, thank you. Martin, let me ask you. You live in LA, you need sunglasses all the time in LA. It's been two years since your father's lawsuit. Did you go out and buy another pair of fancy sunglasses? I did. What made them so special, by the way?
2: They, they were just nice. They fit me well. Um, I like them. So that's thats why it, I'm doing this.
4: OK, well, you're going to get the money back. Hope you'll get some new sunglasses and uh, and enjoy them. All right? Good luck to you. Thank you. Let's see what the judges have to say now about this
0: case. Well, John, you, in particular, do not have very good luck with sunglasses.
5: Uh, no, that's that's a fair point. And, and living in Florida, like, I guess these guys are out in LA. California, L.A., you know, you can't really go out the front door and get behind the wheel of a car without sunglasses. I have sat on my sunglasses and broken them.
0: Oh, that's the least of it. I
5: have stepped on my sunglasses and broken them. That
0: is also the least of it.
5: Um, I have dove off of the, the second story of a house in Stiltsville out in Biscayne Bay I with sunglasses that. on my head and they just vanished. The into sharks the water, got them. Right? They're uh-huh. gone. But um,
0: I, I would say that what you do is lose them once a week.
5: Yeah, I lose them like crazy. But If you have, like, a a super nerdy and squared away and organized significant other, like I do, what you do is you get her to make little labels with your phone number. I'm going to have to cover up the last digits. With your phone number right in here, inside. So every pair of sunglasses, I'm hoping... Has
0: anyone ever called you to return your sunglasses?
5: I haven't lost them yet since I started putting these labels... Since you started putting labels... Isn't
0: that something?
5: I'm relying on the milk of human kindness with the phone number in there.
0: Yeah, that's because you're from Buffalo. We're we're in Miami. You're not in Kansas anymore. somebody
5: (laughs) could invent a LoJack for sunglasses, just a tiny little microchip so you could track them, can you imagine? You wouldn't worry at all about spending a lot of money on sunglasses. You'd have your Dita sunglasses or whatever the hell they are. But you know, when you lose them every month or two, uh, kind of painful to spend 500 on Ditas.
6: So Matisse wants to know this. Hey Harvey, do you remember the very first case on the People's Court? You know, I remember a case, it was actually the pilot, but I think we aired it, and it was a woman who had a Cartier watch um, and there was a big fight over this Cartier watch. Uh, fast forward to um, God, hundred years it seems, and we're still fighting over watches, folks. <laughs> That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly, Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: This is the plaintiff. Eric Hubble. He says he hired the defendant to install a new fuel tank in his truck. And the guy did such a bad job, he caused an electrical problem. And he's lucky the thing didn't start on fire or worse, blow up. He's suing for the return of his $789.71, the amount he paid the defendant. This is the defendant, Bill Ezepchak. He says he did the installation of the tank properly. And if there were any problems, he told him to bring it back to him, and he'd fix it. The plaintiff brought it to another guy who did who knows what to it, and he owes nothing. He's a of gaslighting a customer.
7: All parties, please raise your right hands.
6: Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he's lucky his truck didn't burst into flames because the inept guy did a terrible job repairing his fuel tank. But the defendant says he did everything by the book, and he owes nothing. It's the case of gaslighting a customer.
0: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Hubble, you're suing Fairfield Auto and uh, Truck Care, represented here by the service manager, Bill. Um, for the money that you paid them to install a fuel tank because, according to you, they messed it up. Tell me what happened here.
8: Yes, ma'am. I made arrangements to drop the fuel tank off in the truck, so I dropped it off on a Wednesday, expecting to get it back later that day. I didn't get it back until about 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock the next day on a Thursday. I attempted to fuel up on my way, and the fill hose had been kinked. Um, I brought it back. And they they fixed that issue that they caused to begin with. Several weeks, it may have been a month or two later, I started having electrical issues. Lights were coming on. my, My locks weren't working correctly. Things didn't know what was going on with it. I brought it to a local auto repair shop and he had to troubleshoot it, go through and figure out what was wrong. The vent was not installed correctly on the tank. So there were two things not installed correctly on the tank. And so he was able to go through and fix that issue, and so the light, the electrical issue, was then resolved. Um, so, so, that cost how much did
0: it well. cost you to solve the electrical issue?
8: That was one hundred and eighty nine dollars and change.
0: So, why are you suing for seven hundred and eighty nine dollars and seventy one cents if the car's running perfectly? The and there's no other problem.
8: The installation should have only taken between four and five hours if done by a professional. Clearly, a professional did not install the tank. And I have that letter to verify from a mechanic.
0: Yeah, but okay. when you come to court, the point of court is to make you whole, not to put you ahead of the game and ching, ching, let the cash register ring. Somebody did something wrong and you're entitled to get that wrong thing fixed. And what it costs you to get the wrong thing fixed, if you're able to prove that, because we haven't gotten to that part yet, is $189. But let me hear from uh, Mr. Ezepchik. Tell me what's uh, going on, because there there clearly was an original problem with a, with a hose kink. What, what was that about?
7: Yes. Um, first of all, the tank is an aftermarket custom-made tank. The first problem he ran into, um, we told him to go, which clearly stayed in our invoice, go fill up the tank as soon as you pick it up, make sure there's no leaks or problems. Uh, he called us a few days later saying the tank was kept clicking off, which we took care of, no charge. And the light on his dash, I'm assuming, is a check engine light and VSC light. Nothing electrical other than a check engine light for something most likely wrong in the EVAP system. I don't know because I never saw any report or anything from this other garage.
0: Well, let's see that. I have a letter and it's typewriting on a piece of paper and then scribble on the bottom. You don't have anything from the auto repair shop on their letterhead and, then you know, in a legitimate kind of...
8: I do not have anything from the auto repair shop, not on their letterhead, no, because I didn't want to My name is James,
0: and I am the professional mechanic that fixed the issues with an improperly installed fuel tank. I was able to identify the reason for electrical problems. The vent on the new gas tank was not properly installed by the previous repair shop. The claim by the previous shop that he should have brought it back there is ridiculous especially given the inept installation of the fuel tank that caused his vehicle to be (laughs) unavailable for an excessive amount of time. In total, the installation should have taken a professional four to five hours at most. How does a mechanic know all this stuff? Uh, I mean, you clearly wrote this.
8: I absolutely did. And I had the mechanic look it over and verify that all of it was correct and accurate. Otherwise, he wouldn't have signed his name to it. Now, to say I that. Know, that but Philip you understand holds- this
0: is not an affidavit. This, there's no proof anybody named James works there. You don't have anything from the actual repair shop, and it's your entire case to link the electrical problem with their um, job on the tank. How about if we contact that shop, which is called the Quiet Zone, which is a legitimate shop? Um, so yeah
7: um if you can find out what the electrical problem was it was most likely. well
0: that's the whole point of contacting them a
7: fault code with the evap system
0: you know what you're gonna be listening while this happens we're gonna do this right on the air right now so if there's a question you want me to ask i will this is jim speaking how may i help you um this is judge marilyn Milian from the people's court we have a case in front of us uh uh, from someone who is ostensibly a customer of yours, Mr. Eric Hubble. Yep. Okay. Mr. Gilbert, I'm, uh, would you, as kind of funky, but could you raise your right hand? Yeah. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth to help you God? Yes. Thank you, sir. All right. Talk to me. Tell me what happened with this car.
7: Okay. So when, when Eric Hubble came in, he brought the, the truck to me with a check engine light on. And, uh, you know, we do a diagnostic, um, when I did so, I found a leak on the hose that goes from the gas tank to the vent valve. The, the clamps weren't tight, and the hose was just routed really wrong. It was, uh, it was actually kinked shut, um, so that was the issue with the check engine light.
0: Okay, so it's $189? Yes. Okay, I have uh, Mr. Ezepchik, who is the, the folks who put in the tank. So was there a question you wanted me to ask him, Mr. Ezepchik, or are we done?
7: Well, there was no, so to speak, electrical problem. It was a loose hose clamp on the vent hose. Granted, though. I know, but who's that on? Why that? is it
0: that you shouldn't pay the guy the $189 that he had to spend at another not, place?
7: Well, we should have had the right first to
0: fix okay, it. Okay, awesome. Jim, thank you so much. I really appreciate no it. Okay, bye-bye. No, you don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you get a check engine light, your first thought isn't, oh, those guys who did my gas tank ought to, ought to bring it back to them. No, your idea is I'm going to take it to somebody who can diagnose a check engine light. That is normal. What is not normal Correct. is and for you to sue for $789.71. What you're out is the 189 I agree with you. They should cover it. And I am ordering the defendant to reimburse the plaintiff the $189, which will then make you whole, which is the purpose of court. Good luck,
7: gentlemen. Thank you. Mr. Ezebchek, what do you think about that? Were you surprised that she called that other repair shop? Oh, no, not at all. That was the proper thing to do for sure. And if Eric had come in with the bill to me, we would have made some type of arrangement. That would have been no problem whatsoever. We're upfront and honest business guys and mistakes can happen. Okay.
4: All right. Well, good enough. Let's see what Mr. Hubble's thinking. Mr. Hubble, it's interesting. You wanted $789, which is the judge thought was outrageous. In any event, you're going to get 189. What about that? How do you feel?
8: Uh, 189 is better than nothing. Um, I don't believe I've been made whole given the time and energy that I had to spend uh, to go back and forth to have the various issues uh, fixed. The, the fill hose is kinked uh, to say that that wasn't done or I called days later, I called within an hour. Um, so he's got his version and I have the truth.
4: All right, well, congratulations, and that'll bring the case to a close. Let's see what the judges think now.
5: If I could just collect aggravation damages, <laughs> and waste of time damages against all the customer service people that I'm on the phone oh with. Oh, my gosh, the
0: 45-minute holds and then Retire. they hang up yeah. and you got to start the whole process right. over again. And and
5: yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You know, and unfortunately, that's not normally compensable and certainly wasn't in this case. You weren't going to give him the whole eight hundred or seven hundred eighty Just because he was bothered. Yeah, you, know, you get a free fuel, custom fuel tank. Right. No, actually, guys-
0: he should be very grateful that I made the phone call because the truth right. of the matter is, you come in with a typewritten piece of paper and scribble on the bottom that of, you you're- clearly you're- authored. You could have done that in the hallway. That's not going to fly in
6: court. Yeah, yeah, he would have been out of gas. Right. Alette <laughs> wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, I've heard the U.S. is the only country to have small claims court systems like ours. Is that true? Gotta say. I don't know. But it would be improbable to me that somebody in another country couldn't go in and defend themselves or represent themselves in especially in minor cases. I doubt that lawyers are mandatory in every country in the world. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom.
1: This is the plaintiff. Michelle Dukes. She says the defendant is her former neighbor, and the guy's dog bit her poor, defenseless poodle Lily and killed her in its powerful jaws. The defendant refuses to pay her vet and cremation bills, and she's here suing this uncaring man for the three hundred dollars she's now owed. This is the defendant, Xavier Taylor. He says the plaintiff called his dog over as he was being walked on a leash by his nephew, and she incited the fight. Animal control made him put his dog down. He and the plaintiff have both suffered losses, and all this happened due to the plaintiff's actions. He's accused of a poor poodle's passing. All parties, please raise your right
9: hands.
0: Thank you, Douglas.
1: you walk on, Your Honor.
0: All right, Ms. Dukes, tell me what
9: happened. I was, well, we were out back in my backyard that Sven's standing gated in, and then I was out back, I was cleaning my backyard, and then I came back in the house with Lily to get a trash bag. And then when I went back out, wasn't nobody in the alleyway at first. And then when I went back out, I saw the little boy that was staying with Xavier and his family but I didn't see the dog because the dog must was hiding behind him. So, but my dog saw the dog. So the dog came out as she always do poodles, bark, you know, little dogs bark at whatever. So she came out, but your dog
0: is inside of your fenced yard. Yes, ma'am.
9: Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then when, and then the defendant's
0: dog, dog is being walked by a relative of his. Who's a little boy. How old is the boy, Mr. Taylor? He's 13. 13. And what kind of dog do you have, Mr. Taylor?
10: Um, I had a pit bull.
0: Pit bull. All right, so what happens, Ms. Dukes?
9: So by the time I saw the dog, the dog came from around the little boy, which in, they didn't have a collar on the dog. They had like a chain wrapped around the dog's neck, and, that, and that's what the little boy was holding, because the little boy was standing right by my fence. And the dog got he came from around the little boy. He got she got
0: what kind of a fence do you hind. have?
9: What kind uh, of a fence chain is link? It? Okay. A chain link fence. And okay. then she got up on her back hind legs and she took her front two paws and kicked the gate in. And my dog was right at the gate. And that's when she got my dog right here. And She got in the juggler as what the doctor said and they uh, she was down on the ground and she was hollering. I was hollering. The little boy didn't say anything. Nobody was outside and I was hollering and I didn't remember when the little boy went, but all I seen was Xavier running to the yard and he was taking his fists and hitting the dog, his dog in the head, but the dog wouldn't let go. So he said, "Well, you're going to have to pull your dog and I'm going to have to pull my dog." So he pulled his dog in the alley. I had to pull my dog to me. That was the only way that Nala would let the dog go. So by that time, he was taking the dog by the uh by her skin up to his yard and all I could say was, your dog killed my dog because I knew she was going to pass with that big gash in her neck. I ran up to my step because blood was coming. I ran the house, got a towel, and then I ran. And by that time, I was on the phone calling 911. I was running outside to go to the car to take her to the car to my vet. That's when his mother came to the porch and asked me what was going on. And I said... If my dog pass away, y'all gonna pay because y'all had a kid walking the dog, a
0: kid, a pit dog. a kid hey. walking a pit bull, right? Why did you have a 12 year old walking that or 13 year old walking that dog with a chain? What was going on there, Mr. Taylor?
10: Um, I like um, so my my it's my my cousin. So he usually comes over on on, started coming over on the weekend when my cousin was recently released from jail So he started coming over on the weekend and he fell in love with my dog He started walking my dog every day or whatever the case may be He was doing this on a daily routine where he was walking the dog around the block every day or Whatever case may be but two two days out of the weekend every day. He was walking the dog. So after um when on that uh, Situation happened. uh, I heard her screaming and I was on sitting on my front porch, or whatever. I heard her screaming. I ran from my front porch through the house all the way to the gate. I saw my little cousin, and I already knew in my sense what happened, whatever the case may be. So, what was told to me from him was, he she called Nala, whatever. While he was walking the dog, she called Nala like she usually do. Like she usually like she got a good relationship with my dog as well. She talks to my dog. She, bring my dog. she brings my dog yes she bring my dog food every other day and give her food um she'd bring her different um leftover food and bones or whatever the case may be and my dog always knew when she come around like it's something she must got something for she always look up every time or whatever she always barking at her every time she around whatever the case may be and in this situation it was like out of my control is like, I was, I was truly, i sorry about. Oh, no, no. Situation. See,
0: that's exactly, you just said the magic words out of your control. And that's, you, it's supposed to be in your control. You see, it's yeah, it was- you, you, if you give your pit bull to the 12 year 12 year old cousin, 13 year old cousin to walk, that cousin better be able to go like this and control the dog. Mm-hmm. So that the dog doesn't go into someone's yard. You see? Right. Um, so what ends up happening, Ms. Dukes? when I was going up the highway to take, cause PetSmart is
9: about 10 minutes from my house. I could see my dog breathing because she was breathing. But when I got to this location like Papa's, I saw her take her last breath. So by the time I ran in PetSmart with her, they told me she had passed and the doctor said that he asked me what happened. And I told him, he said, the dog got him in her jugular. She passed. So. Yeah. I um, got her cremated. He asked me, did I want to have, you know, the, do I want her remains or whatever? I said, yeah, I want her remains because I had her since she was a puppy. And I paid my last respects to her and then I came home. And then that's when I went in the backyard to clean up all the blood. And that's when the guy that who helps him cook, he was in the back and I asked, where was X? And he said he was he had already taped the dog to the, I guess, to the Humane Society or wherever you take them at. So nobody never called me, never knocked on my door and said, Michelle, I'm truly sorry. Nothing, here is something, nothing. So then his mother, me and her talk, we had words, she put it solely on me. She said it was my fault. How? Because, because. I feed the dog. I said, well, I feed the dog dog stuff because it's better than y'all feeding him macaroni and cheese, whatever he cooks, he feeds the dog.
0: What so difference does it make, dog Okay, dog what stuff. difference does it make Mr. Taylor that she's kind to your dog? That means that whoever's walking your dog doesn't have to be careful to make sure that your dog doesn't get away from them? She's out 3 she's not just out $300 for the cremation. Your dog killed her dog. Is this the I, first time that your dog attacks another dog or another human or this is not the first time
10: This is not the first time, but in the same thing I lost my dog as well
0: I know you did because you should because your dog you don't you can't control the dog which means it's now a dangerous dog. I knew that without even asking because if the if uh, animal control told you your dog has to be put down it's because it's not animal control that. didn't tell me
10: that. See, animal control didn't Why tell didn't me you... the dog had to get put down. Who did? The police told me the dog had to get put yeah. down. When I took them to animal yeah. control, animal control said we're going to try to find a family for her, because she's she's did only uh, t- she's only yes, because she's only territorial.
0: Did they find a fa- well? That's not territorial when they go into someone else's territory. Did they find she another family walking... for her? Or was your do- stop and listen? Did they find another family for her? Or was your dog put down?
10: I don't know. Um, and the police said they was going to reach out to the to the shelter to make sure the dog get put down. But not times out of if The police reached out to them. They put them down. OK. And that's so only because Steve let me ask you a question.
0: Why is it that Ms. Dukes should have to not only lose her pet, but eat three hundred dollar vet bill and cremation? Why should that she be doesn't. on her? With the circumstances, she
10: doesn't see. She doesn't at all. I, I had no problem with. I had. I honestly had no problem with paying the bill. It's how she handled the situation. Like we're both yeah. adults. So like I was respectful to her, so she had to be respectful to me. She called me out my name so many times and disrespected me and told me I was going to lose my business and everything and was basically trying to put my business to the side. Why did you just pay her, and then that would
0: have shut her up? I don't understand. The only because, reason she's because, mad is because she's she is angry at the way you guys handled it, where there was no, I'm so sorry that this happened, and there's no, here, how much did you just spend in the vet? Here, let me give you the money. If you had done that, we wouldn't have gotten to any of the other problems.
10: We could have handled this... Uh, Passed this, we couldn't even she yes. didn't even reach out to it coulda been after handled this. differently.
0: Even... The way it would have needed to be handled differently is that you would have immediately asked her for a bill and paid it and said, Jeez, I'm so sorry. That's how it could have been handled differently.
10: I mean I You're was hurt too. Do have you... But I'm saying, do you even know about the the story about my dog? I lost two close two close friends back to back, four days apart. They got both got killed in a murder. One of my other friends gave me that dog as a gift, and I had that dog since it was a puppy. I had that dog since she was five, not even what, three weeks? She was three weeks old. I had that dog since then. I, when, I, when I put her down, I was hurt. My dog had her head of down course the whole you were. Back to the But door. let me
0: ask you a question, though, Mr. Taylor. Whose fault is that? See, we don't punish the dog behavior. There are breeds that are more dangerous than others. There is no question. And pit bulls right. are notoriously dangerous. But they are what they are in the hands of their handler. And if you had to put down your dog, I don't blame Ms. Dukes. I don't blame the police. And I don't even blame your 13-year-old cousin. I blame you, Mr. Taylor. Because at the end, you're responsible for the dog. So don't put him in the hands of a kid who can't control it. Because if you can't control it, you're going to be responsible for what happens. Who else had that had the dog bit people or other dogs before?
10: It's only dogs.
0: Dogs, right? So you, if you know this, why would you put? Why would you let the kid walk a dog who has in the past already attacked another animal?
10: The kid kid can't control it on a regular. He could control it. The thing about it, he was doing it on a regular. He had no like he was walking the dog on a regular. Well, then I guess he just
0: made an error that day that you're going to pay for, because in the end, it's your dog. And uh, so if it turns out that you entrust the dog to someone who cannot control the dog on that day, clearly, because that's what happened, because if he could, her dog would be alive. um, Then you have to do exactly what she has asked, which is pay her vet bill and cremation. And she's been very reasonable. Let me tell you, because I have people walk in and ask for thousands and thousands of dollars because they've lost their pet and they, they have to go through therapy and they want pain and suffering. and they, All this lady asks is that you guys make sure she's not out money. She's already out a dog, thanks to you. She just doesn't want to be out the money. Pay the lady. $300 verdict for the plaintiff.
4: Mr. Taylor, uh, you can't be surprised at the judge's decision, can you? Seriously? No, not at all. Hopefully you've learned something from this whole incident. Uh, do you think you have?
10: Yes, sir.
4: Okay, very good. And I'm so unfortunate. Ms. several we all feel sorry for you. I'm so sorry you went through this. It must've been a horrifying experience at the moment when it was happening.
9: Yes, because me as well as my other dog, luckily my other dog didn't come outside because had she came outside, who knows? She might have killed her also. Luckily, she was standing in the doorway watching the whole thing. And I watched it from start to finish. Well, we're very but, sorry for you. That's all I but ask did, is just did, pay my debt bill. That's all.
5: Yeah. And I'm so sorry for you.
9: Thank, thank you. you
0: very
5: much. Marilyn, you get a lot of cases involving pit bulls, correct? Yeah. Um, they're about... I think around six and a half percent seven percent of the breeds in amer- of the dogs in america are, are pit bulls and they account for something like sixty or seventy percent of all human dog bite fatalities Wow, so it's a huge disproportionate uh i mean they ha-
0: they have this innate thing that when they clench they don't let go and um you know it's I I know people who love their pit bulls and they send me pictures of their pit bulls, you know, licking their baby's face. Nothing makes me more rattled because all I see is the bad stuff. But, you know, it's again, it's never the dog. It's the dog owner. You know, that's the problem. Really
5: not much of a defense presented by the defendant. here. What what, what was the defense? Uh, She she disrespected me when when, when she her dog
0: is dead and she disrespected me. Her
5: dog is killed literally in front of her. Yeah, by, by his dog, and, and it, what could be more horrendous? And it's, well, I, I didn't like the way she handled it. Really? Really? Come on. Right? Just pay.
6: Really? So Catherine wants to know this. Hey, Army, I heard Judge Watner was a pretty good tennis player. Did you ever play tennis with him? Well, I didn't play tennis with him. I'm a tennis player, but I did play water volleyball with him, and I will tell you, he's super competitive. And all I can say is this. Uh, for the staff of the People's Court, God help you if you beat Judge Wapner in water volleyball.